today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. So I, I think as a church, more and more as a people of God, more and more, we must be gracious and loving and reaching out to people uh, because all of us are saved by one means alone, the grace of God. See, none of us stand on the basis of, all right, I'm better than this person, I'm better than that person. We, we don't we don't do that. We, we stand on the blood of Jesus Christ. and But for the grace of God, we'd all be condemned to hell. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet The world around us can erupt at any moment. Whether it be Mother Nature or man's doing, things for all of us can quickly go bad. Today, Pastor Ed tells us that as Christians, none of this needs to concern us. Instead of wasting time with fear, we are to shine as lights to the gospel of God. Our life journeys will take us through times of luxury and poverty, happiness and sadness. We may get cheated from things we deserve or given things we don't deserve, but ultimately, we are to live not for this life, but for God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. not necessarily the strongest, the most powerful, that win the battle. Uh, The most intelligent, the most capable, don't always succeed in their endeavors. Life just doesn't work the way you think it should work. But there's an upside to it. Now, here's the upside to it. You don't have to be at the top of your graduating class to be a success. You don't have to be the most handsome or beautiful person to have a a good marriage. You don't have to be the most educated person to mean that you'll be successful. What actually it does is levels the playing field. I'll say that again. What it actually does is it levels the playing field. So you could still be a winner and maybe you're not the fastest, you're not the smartest, you're not the best looking, but you still could do well. This text is telling us something else too. That life is unpredictable. Change happens, uncertainty happens. I know we had a wonderful district council here, and I enjoyed so much the ordination service where three of our pastors were ordained into the ministry. Well, in the Pendell District, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Lynn received her ordination. Her husband, Brian, her pastors. In fact, he was the assistant, he is the assistant superintendent of the Pennsylvania Delaware District, and he pastors a church in Reading, a tremendously effective church reaching thousands of people. Well, last week on Sunday night at 6 o'clock, Ryan and Lynn were driving their motorcycle, and a van crossed over into their lane and hit them head on. 
Lynn, his wife, was instantly killed. Brian lost his leg, wounded and hurt. He's still in the hospital. They don't know the prognosis yet of all the recovery. There's a man of God. There's a woman of God. Loving God, reaching people, reaching the lost. And suddenly, life turns around on them. It's right in the text. It's right in the word. Here it is. People can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap. Fish doesn't know it's going to be caught. Bird doesn't know there's a trap set for it. People are caught by sudden tragedy. The reality that this life is filled with uncertainty. It's filled with things that you don't fully understand. But that doesn't mean that we live and walk through life with insecurity. We do not take the perspective of the world. We take a biblical perspective that says that God is with us. And no matter what happens, God is bigger than those circumstances. Now, I I came across a prayer that I'd like to just plug in at this point. It's a prayer that was prayed centuries ago, and we could pray it today. It says this, I have only today. My life is an instant, an hour which passes by. Life is a moment which I have no power to stay. You know, oh my God, to love you here on earth, I have only today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, but again, in this uncertain world, God is a certainty. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I can trust him. If this world were all there was, I would walk with a sense of panic. But because this world is just a short, brief moment into eternity, which is forever and ever and ever. Listen to what Proverbs says, because it confirms verse 11 in chapter 9. Listen to these verses of Scripture. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. It's not the strongest that wins. In Proverbs 16.1, to man belongs the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. Verse 9. In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We do not live by explanations. We live by promises. We do not live by explanations. We live by by promises. I was talking to Jimmy just briefly before service, and he was sharing some good biblical principles and and, and scriptures with me that he's been meditating on during this time of difficulty. And I think all of us should do that. We soak in the word, and the word soaks in us. We ought to do that. We ought to live on the promises. But the greatest promise is, I will never leave you I will never forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always. Now, I know all of us should and do feel bad for those 13 Coptic Christians who were beheaded in Egypt. 
But I want you to stop and think. Do you think now they feel bad for themselves? They're receiving a martyr's crown. They're with that number in the book of Revelation who have been martyred for the cause of Christ. We see it from our culture and from the earth's perspective. But if we were to look at it from God's perspective, it's so much different. And that's what the scripture is trying to teach us. That's what Solomon is trying to say. Look, in life you're going to see inequalities. The most qualified don't always succeed. There's a downside to it. There's an upside to it. But, but, but trust in God because the one certainty that you have is God is faithful. Now, Solomon takes us again and he tells us that the wise aren't always rewarded in this life. In verse 15, now there lived in the city of poor, a man poor but wise. He saved the city by his wisdom, but nobody remembered that poor man. Wow, a great deed. Lives were saved. A future was secured. But nobody acknowledged, remembered. Contributions aren't always recognized here on earth. So you have a great idea, and it makes a difference at the job, and your boss takes credit for it. So you go the second mile with someone And give them grace after grace. And then they don't even know you. Credit isn't always given here on earth. But we live for, but we live for, let me try that again. But we live for what? Eternity. We're not living merely for the few days that our life exists in this present world. We're living rather for eternity. Contributions are always registered in heaven. The difference we make is not always apparent on earth, but God knows. God keeps the register. He keeps the record. He knows and he remembers. And that's what all of us are living for. So don't be bent out of shape. Now, there are many people who work and do and serve And their names are never mentioned, never recognized. But there is a God in heaven who sees the gift that you gave, who sees the helping hand you lent, who sees the extra mile you've gone, who sees what you did and what you do. Your contribution, it's registered in heaven's book. Then he takes us to... Another truth about wisdom. Remember, life is unpredictable. But wisdom is important to have because it helps you to navigate through it. It doesn't guarantee always that you'll get through it unscarred. But I want you to see here that the counsel of the wise can be nullified in life. In Verse 18 to 10-2 in the New Living Translation catches the flow of thought that is contained. There's a flow of thought contained in these verses. They're not separate 
just little proverbs, better to have wisdom than weapons of war. But one sinner can destroy much that is good. A dead fly causes even a bottle of perfume to stink. So a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. A wise person chooses the right road. A fool takes the wrong one. Now, what he's saying here is wisdom, in the first part, is better than tanks. It's better than bazookas. It's better than machine guns. The anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. And he tells us wisdom can make a difference. When we walk in wisdom, our life's journey will be better. How many of you have experienced things and you just go through it and you say, oh my. And then the aha light goes on and you say, that's of my own making. I created that problem myself. That happened to anybody here? Oh, a couple of you. All right. <laughs> I, I think there's more than that. How, all right, let me ask it this way. How many of you know people who come to you and say, I'm having a terrible time. Things are going rough. Everything's going wrong. And why is this happening to me? And you want to just stop and say, well, do you remember what you did? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> Much of our suffering self-inflicted. Not all of it, but much of it is. And when we walk in wisdom, part of wisdom is, is fearing God, having a deep reverence for God, and then knowing the scriptures, knowing the word of God, his mind, his heart, and then knowing ourselves. So you put that Those three components into the idea of wisdom, knowing God, knowing his word, knowing yourself. And you will make wiser, better choices. I think about uh, someone who says, you know, I wish I had a lot more of income. Well, maybe if you spent a lot less money. I think about what the scripture is saying here. In the text, it says, but one sinner can destroy much that is good. Think about that, what the text says. Um, We don't want to go the way of the world. We want to go God's way, and that leads us not to the next point. Wisdom will not get a hearing. It doesn't always get a hearing. It's difficult sometimes when wisdom's crying out and People just don't listen. Look at our culture. I mean, what an illustration. Now, don't understand, misunderstand what I'm going to say, but listen very carefully. Our nation is calling good evil and evil good. We have it all mixed up. I think about the ruling of politicians and judges in terms of gay marriage. Now, we have to love everybody and we have to be compassionate towards people. We have to be like the Good Samaritan to a hurting, broken world with compassion reaching out to people. But our, our, our world is, our nation is making it more and more uh, 
difficult for people to know the right way. And more and more people are getting stuck in sin and hurting themselves and, and, and ruining what could be a better life. I, I don't know if any of you were surprised as I was when uh, Bruce Jenner, I mean, um, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, <laughs> was talked about on the news and then Vanity Fair and, and all of that. And listen, I want to have compassion, and, uh, but there's such confusion. But, but nobody seems to know that isn't the best way. I mean, that isn't the right way. That isn't God's way. And, and we see a culture that's losing its, its bearings. It's losing its way. If any of you listen to uh, The Bridge, sometimes you'll hear some of the older sermons that I've preached. And as you know, I like to quote sometimes different authors. One of my favorite authors used to be Tony Campolo. I mean, he was a, a very insightful writer. Um, I, I was blessed by things I've read by him. But I was so disappointed the other day when I read that Tony Campolo said that um, he's revised his stance, his position on gay marriage. And he's calling for the full exception of Christian couples gay Christian couples to come into the church. I thought, oh, Lord. That's what the scripture means. You could see the wonderful foundations we have as a nation, the, the godly values and principles that our nation was built on, and it's, it's crumbling. Uh, you could look at the church and evangelicals, uh, people that you would think would stand up are suddenly reversing their position and undoing so much that has been done over the years, teaching and guiding and, and showing people the right way to walk. The scripture says, the quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. In Corinthians we're told that our wisdom is in Christ. In Corinthians one twenty four and one thirty, it reads, But those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians one thirty, For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Jesus is our wisdom. See, what he taught in the Gospels, how he lived his life, that's the model for us. That's the example for us. In a culture that's losing its way, even in a church, that's losing perspective. Do you know that if you were to go to Asia, Africa, South America, or you're to look at 2,000 years of church history, you don't see the standards of like we're promoting today, gay marriage. You don't see that. It was always understood heterosexual, man and woman. So I, I think as a church, more and more as a people of God, more and more we must be gracious and loving and reaching out to people. 
because all of us are saved by one means alone, the grace of God. See, none of us stand on the basis of, all right, I'm better than this person, I'm better than that person. We, we, don't, we don't do that. We, we stand on the blood of Jesus Christ. And, but for the grace of God, we'd all be condemned to hell. So we, we reach out with love and compassion, but we do reach out saying, this is the way. Walk in it. The straight and narrow way, the way of Scripture. There's a passage of Scripture that as I prepare to close, I want to read. It's in Corinthians. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always giving yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not, and the Lord is not in vain. What we wind up doing is saying, okay, I am living, you are living not just for this present fleeting life that could be gone in a moment. Something suddenly can happen just like it happened to Brian and Lynn, those two wonderful pastors. And if it does for the Christian, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And if like those Coptic Christians, it means then you stand with a number who throughout the centuries who have given their blood and been in that number of martyrs and will receive a martyr's crown. Let's look at our world differently than, well, differently than the world looks at itself. I want to read to you a note written by a missionary in the Middle East. She was ministering to Muslims and everything seemed to be going wrong. Now, I, I did put this in your study notes. I want to read it carefully. Deep spiritual oppression and harassment, privileged to shine as stars in this inky black night. Mail, packages, and a wallet stolen. Phone tapped. Great reminders that our lives are not our own. No longer do we have the convenience of a car. No longer do we have the expense of a car. Very dangerous driving conditions in traffic. A good public transportation system to use. Tight and challenging times facing us now. Many opportunities to prayerfully trust him. Mud-colored tap water flows from our faucets. Sparkling. Life-giving water flows from our lives. Many aggressive viruses and lingering illnesses. Truly thankful spirits for his healing touch. A cold apartment when you have the flu. Hot drinks, blankets, massages, and prayers that warm us up. Life is unpredictable. Can't always explain it. There's mystery to it. We live in a world of flux. But in this world that's unpredictable, there's one unchanging truth. Jesus Christ. Walk with him. Serve him. Live for him. In the high moments of life, in the low moments of life. In the good times and in the times where it's very, very 
difficult. The Word of God is always useful to study, and the book of Ecclesiastes is no different. This book shares the truth of God's presence that is always with us in this life and gives us encouragement in the midst of life's hardships. As you search for meaning among the mayhem, we pray you find it in God's plan for your life. Pastor Ed Jones will have more to share from this series on the next edition of Building in Faith, but you can find additional messages right now by visiting our radio website, buildinginfaithradio.com. Be sure to visit our church homepage as well by clicking on Back to Home Page. There, you'll be greeted by a daily scripture and some exciting events coming up for us here at Faith Assembly. We know how important finding a home church is to the Christian walk. And if you've not yet found that for your own life, why not join us? We'd be honored to meet you and share a time of worship and Bible study with you. We gather together each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Our location information and directions are on our website. That address again is buildinginfaithradio.com. As our time with you comes to a close today, we'd like to say thank you for joining us. We pray your day is blessed by God and that you continue to seek Him in your personal journey of faith. Pastor Ed will have more to share from the Word of God on the next edition of Building in Faith. Your Word restores.